Bruchim Abayim, welcome back to KMTT. Kimitzion Tetzei Torah, another week. And we're continuing with a regular set of Shiurim, and this is Ezra Beck speaking. Today is Monday, and we'll have another episode of the weekly mitzvah by Harav Binyamin Tavori, the weekly mitzvah for Parshat Shlach. After the shiur of Araf Tavori, another half an hour, I will be back with another installment of the Halacha Yomit. B'midbar, Parashat Shlach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe, Daber b'nei Yisrael v'yamarta lehem, b'voachem ala aretz ha'sharnim y'vii etchem shama, v'aya ba'acholchem y'lechem ha'aretz tarimu turma l'ashem, me'reishit ha'risotechem chalat tarimu turma, k'turmat gorem k'en tarimu ta. This is the mitzvah of Chala when we enter Eretz Yisrael. Rashi in Chumash points out that the mitzvah of Chala obtained as soon as Bnei Yisrael entered Eretz Yisrael, as opposed to the mitzvahs of Chumos and Masros, which were, in, were applied only after the years of Kibush, Yerusha, Yeshiva, after the years that they divided the land and settled the land, but the mitzvah of Chala was given to us as soon as we enter Eretz Yisrael. It seems that the mitzvah here is Tarimu Turumal Hashem. Remove, or actually the translation would be raise Chala. And then the next pasuk says, Chala Tarimu Turma, Titnu Lashem Turma, and give it. This might be considered as two mitzvahs or one mitzvah. We'll discuss this according to the Rambam and the Ramban. The Rambam in Sefer HaMitzvahs in Shoresh Yud Beis explains that mitzvahs have, that have various components will be counted as one mitzvah. He gives examples of Kachim what you do with a carbon is not considered a separate mitzvah, but rather the carbon in general is one mitzvah. As regards to our mitzvah, the Rambam says very clearly in Mitzvah Kuf Lamed Gimel, in Sefer HaMitzvahs, the Rambam says that altogether there's one mitzvah of Truma. The way the Rambam phrased it is... The mitzvah of Truma, mitzvah kuf lamed gimel, the Ramam says, Shetzivanu lahafrish chalam me'arisotenu vilitna lakohen. It's a mitzvah to separate the chala and give it to the kohen. And that's all included in one mitzvah. The Rambam, again, in the introduction to the laws of chala, which are found in Hilchos Bikurim, the Rambam lists off in Hilchas Bikurim nine mitzvahs, and one of them is Lahafrish Chala La Kohen. In three succinct words, the Rambam seems to have included something which we could actually count as two mitzvahs. Lahafrish Chala La Kohen. To separate the Chala to the Kohen. So it seems obvious that according to the Rambam, there's only one mitzvah in keeping with its principle in Shoresh Yud and which he says specifically in connection with Chala. 
the Bahag and other Rishonim counted the mitzvah of challah as two separate mitzvahs. Interestingly enough, the Bahag quoted one mitzvah as a mitzvah saseh, a regular mitzvah of giving challah, of being mafrish challah, of separating the challah. And the second mitzvah, he put in a section of mitzvahs of parshios. The Bahag and Rabbi Nusadjigon and other Rishonim have three categories of mitzvahs. A category of mitzvahs asay, a category of mitzvahs lota asay, and the third category of mitzvahs parashios, mitzvahs which apply to the principle, to the klal of the Jewish people, but not to individuals. Laws that apply, for example, about punishments of Bezdin and such are included in this third category. The Bahag put the second mitzvah in the category of parashios, of general parashios, of giving it to the Kohen, but he doesn't say why he does so. Rabbi Perlau, and we are going to use his work in this particular mitzvah extensively, in his edition of the Sefer Mitzvahs of Rabbi Nusadjigon, he explains that according to the Bahag, the second mitzvah is not a mitzvah upon the individual to give the challah to the Kohen. In principle, the Bahag might agree with the Rambam. There's one mitzvah of being mafish and giving it to the Kohen. But there's another mitzvah which is incumbent upon the tzibur to allot the matnos kuna, to allot these presents, these gifts that are given to the kohanim, to some to the levim, to allot them in a proper fashion. This mitzvah would not apply to the individual person, but it would be a general responsibility of Klai Yisrael to see that these mitzvah, that these matanot, these gifts that we do give, are given to people who are proper recipients and their decision would be important in deciding how to allot the mitzvahs, the, the matanos. But according to this, really on the individual there's only one mitzvah, the mitzvah of being mafish chala. And apparently giving it to the Kohen is included in that. The Ramban in Sefer HaMitzvahs disagrees totally with this approach. The Ramban in Shoresh Yud Beis, in his critique on the entire concept of counting parts of a mitzvah as a mitzvah, says in regards to the specific mitzvah of giving matanot, we should, dif- we should differentiate between two different types of giving matanot. There is a case, there are examples, where there's a mitzvah to give certain things to the Kohen. And he gives an example of Zroa Lechayayim Bakeva, Chazevashuk, Vashok. There are mitzvahs that you have to give to the Kohen as a gift to the Kohen. But in brisker language, that matana would not be a matir. It doesn't mean that something is treif or something is not kosher before you do it. It's simply a, a mitzvah to give this to the Kohen. In such a case, the Ram, Ramban would say, of course there's one mitzvah. The mitzvah is to give it to the Kohen. However, in things that are tevel, tevel is food that is not yet, we would call it in English, fixed. In Hebrew, metukan, that 
you cannot eat it. It's actually treif until you give the matana. It's called tevel. In such cases, the Ramban thinks there are two mitzvahs. One is litakain. One is to fix, to be matir, the particular item in question. The second is to give it to the Kohen. And there are two separate mitzvahs. The first would be just to fix it. And the second mitzvah is to give it to the Kohen. And he uses as one of his primary examples our case of Chala. Because Chala, as is well known, is forbidden to eat until we're mafish, until we separate Chala from our dough. But once we do that, the Torah has to tell me what to do with it. Don't think that, okay, you can separate the chala, and now you can just throw it away, put it in the fire, and not do anything. The Torah says, no, titnu l'ashem chuma. You're supposed to give it. We, we derive that you give it to the uh, Shevet Levim. But, and the same thing he says by chuma. The Torah says, be mafish chuma, and then titen lo, give it to him. And in our parsha, you supposed to raise it and then give it. So he said it's simply two mitzvahs. The Ramban goes on to explain his proofs that there are two mitzvahs. The first proof that he brings is that there's a bracha to be recited when a person is mafish chala. And he quotes the Mishnah that there are people who cannot make the bracha and therefore the Mishnah says it would be better for them not to give truma, but if they do, it's valid. If you do a mitzvah without making the bracha, the mitzvah is valid, but you have not fulfilled the bracha, which is a din de Rabbanan, a mitzvah de Rabbanan, to make a bracha. That you haven't done. Therefore, a person who can't make the bracha shouldn't be mafrishchala lechatchila. However, if he does, it is considered chala. And when do you make this bracha? So, the answer is misha she'efrishan. At the very time that you're mafrish the chala. And that is the opinion of the Rambam as well, that the Rambam says clearly that the mitzvah is, the bracha is to be made at the time of the hafrasha. In Perekei of Hilchos Bikuim, Halacha Yud Aleph, the Rambam mentions the law of making a bracha, and the Rambam says, This seems to be in accordance with the opinion of the Rambam, that all mitzvahs, all all brachos should be made prior to doing the mitzvah. The Rambam in Hilchos Brachos, Perak Aleph, says that even if a person forgot to make the bracha before the, doing the mitzvah, he cannot do the bracha afterwards, unless it's a mitzvah which continues. In our particular case, the Rambam does not refer to this particular halacha of if the mitzvah continues, but the Rambam says, in general, hamafish chala mevarech tchila. You make the bracha before your mafishchala. And the bracha, by the way, in the Rambam is lahafishchala. There are a number of different texts as to what the exact text of the bracha is. The Rambam says the mitzvah is lahafishchala. And the Rambam says that 
the bracha to be made on challah before your mafish challah is the same bracha do you make on whether the challah is tahora, whether it's temeya, whether it's pure, whether it's impure, whether it's in Israel, in, in Aretz, whether it's in Chutz Aretz. In both cases, in all cases, the Ram says you make a bracha. The um, the Ramban proves from here that the bracha is is made at the time of Rasha. It seems that the Afrasha is the mitzvah. Of course, this is not so conclusive. For example, the Ramban, the Ramban himself would not say there are two brachas. If the Ramban really thought there should be two mitzvahs counted here, perhaps one could say that, okay, that according to the Ramban, we should make two brachas. One bracha at the time of Dafrasha, and one time at the time of Nasina. This, I assume, the Ramban would not agree with, but perhaps for a general reason. The, in general, we do not make a bracha on any mitzvah ben Adam lechavero. There is a principle uh, first stated, uh, to the best of my knowledge, by the Avud Raham, and the Rajba and other Rishonim also discuss it, that we do not make a bracha generally on any mitzvah ben Adam lechavero. Mitzvahs, brachas are only made a mitzvah ben Adam lemakam. So the hafrasha, which is a mitzvah ben Adam lemakam, that I understand you'd make a bracha according to Ramban. But on the Nesina, you wouldn't make a bracha. So if that's true, what is the Ramban arguing with the Rambam? The Ramban seems to argue that according to the Rambam, if it's one mitzvah, you shouldn't make the bracha at the time of the hafrasha. Because you haven't finished the mitzvah until you do the Nesina. And if since the in general we would try to make the bracha as close as possible to the main section of the mitzvah, a mitzvah which would perhaps have two parts. According to the Rambam, maybe you should make the bracha at the time of the Nasina. As we pointed out before, at the time of Nasina it would be difficult to make the bracha because in general I said we don't make a bracha on a mitzvah ben Adam Nachavero. So the Ramban's question is not so clearly understood. What did he want? He perhaps felt that if the Afrasha is not a separate mitzvah, then you can't make a bracha at the time of the Afrasha. But it seems then that the result would be you wouldn't make a bracha at all, because at the time of Nesina, you can't make a bracha on Nesina, because it's been Adam Lechavero. You can't make a bracha on Afrasha, because it's after the mitzvah is done, according to the Rambam, you can't make a bracha after the mitzvah is done. So what did the Ramban really want from the Rambam? He wanted two brachas. The Ramban himself didn't have two brachas. He wants to know why you make a bracha time of Afrasha. Apparently, the Rambam thinks since Afrasha is part of the of the mitzvah, it's part of the Maisa mitzvah, even though this mitzvah is not completed until it's given to the Kohen, but you make a bracha on the Maisa mitzvah of giving of being Mafish Truma. So therefore, it's hard to understand exactly what the Ramban wanted by this argument. Be that as it may, there is one bracha at the time of Hafrasha, and this bracha, apparently both the Ramban and Rambam would agree that it's at the time of the Hafrasha, but there's no bracha at the time of the Nasina. The second proof the Ramban would, that the Ramban argues and says that there is a mitzvah of the two separate mitzvahs. The Ramban says, because the Kohanim themselves have to be mafish truma. The Pasuk says, Kain tarimu gamatem. Now, the drasha 
of Kain Tarimu Gamatem is well known from uh, the dinim of Shlichus. We we learn the laws of Shlichus from Kain Atem Gamatem that the Torah says you don't have to do this mitzvah by yourselves. You can appoint an agent to do it for you. But the Ramban quotes a pasuk, this pasuk, to teach us that Kain Tarimu that Leviim Gamatem Elukranim. The mitzvah of Chumas Amasros, of, of Afrasha, of Chala, and Chumas Amasros applies to the Kwanim as well. Now, since the Kwanim and the Leviim own it, they don't have to give it to anyone. There's no mitzvah of Nasina at all. If there's no mitzvah of Nasina, so according to the Rambam, the Ramban asks, why do the Kwanim Leviim have to do it? There is no mitzvah of Nasina. At first glance, this Ramban also seems rather strange. Because the Rambam never said that there's no mitzvah called hafrasha. The Rambam said, when there's hafrasha and Nasina, I count it all as one long mitzvah. The hafrasha and the mitzvah together are considered the mitzvah. But if there's no possibility of Nasina, or in our case, there's no need for Nasina, so it doesn't mean that there's no din of hafrasha. There would be a, a, a din of hafrasha in any case. So, the hafrasha is a mitzvah. It's not the end of the mitzvah when there's nesina to be concluded. But if there's no nesina at all, in the case of the Kohen, then the mitzvah is complete at the time of the hafrasha. Again, the question is, what did the Ramban really want? Rabbi Perlau suggests that the Ramban is asking a question on the Rambam from the very, very law itself that is derived from a Pasuk. The Pasuk says, atem, we learn gamatem, gamatem, that Kornim and Levim are in the mitzvah of Hafrasha. Perhaps the Ramban thinks that if the mitzvah of Hafrasha and the Sina is one mitzvah, according to the Rambam, what would be the point of the Torah telling us that the Kohanim and Levim have to do Hafrasha? The Ramban thinks this might assume that there are two separate mitzvahs, one called Hafrasha and one the Sina. And therefore, what the Kohanim do is one part of the mitzvah. Whereas, according to the Rambam, in such a case, one would argue whether you really do need Afrasha, what the Torah meant in telling us the Afrasha. But the law itself is simple. A Kohanim and Levim do Afrasha. According to the Rambam, it would seem to be that that itself is a mitzvah, and the Ramban would agree. The Ramban would agree it's a mitzvah because he says there are two separate mitzvahs. But the Rambam would say it's a mitzvah of Hafrasha, when there is no Nasina, when there's no need or necessity or or perhaps even possibility of Nasina, the mitzvah could be done by Hafrasha. Another proof of the Ramban is by Truma Tmeya, Chala Tmeya. In the case of Chala, that is not ritually pure, Tameh, and therefore you don't give it to the Kohen. You burn it. The, in such a case, the, the Gemara says, he quotes the Gemara in Bukharist, that there's a mitzvah of Afrashas Truma in such a case too. 
if you learn again that the mitzvah is one mitzvah, the hafrasha nesina, he says, why would there be a mitzvah of hafrasha without nesina? Again, we would say the same argument that according to the Rambam, it's true that it's one mitzvah. When there's hafrasha and nesina, then there's one mitzvah in hafrasha. And part of that mitzvah, part of the mitzvah of Russia is to do the Nasina as well. But when there is no possibility of Nasina, then Afrasha is a mitzvah. So Afrasha of Chalotmeya would also be Afrasha. It seems that the Ramban's question would not be so much as why we're Mafrish Chala, but the question is why do we make a bracha? Because the Ramban phrases the question, Harei Bechalotmeya, Mevarech Bafrashasa, Ve'ena Nitenas Lakoin Ella Mashlicha Bu'ur. The accent must be on the fact that mevarich b'afrashasa. You make a bracha when you're mafish chalotmeya, and why would you make a bracha when there's no possibility of of giving it to the kohen? As we said before, this could be explained by the fact that whenever you can't do nesina for whatever reason, you make a bracha on nafrasha today bismanazeh. We're mafish chala, and what do we do with the chala? We burn the chala. Today we do not give matnos kuna to koanim. So today the the people who are mafish chala when they have a shiur of chala, yati mafish chala. When they do that, they burn it. We and yet we make a bracha, even though there's no possibility of nesina. So it could be that the bracha of 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 the of afrashas chaltmei is an afrasha when there's no possibility of nesina, as we said in the case of the kohen. The difference is in the case of the kohen, there's no need for afrasha. In our case, there's no possibility of afrasha. There's no way of doing afrasha of chumatmei. Rabbeinu the Rav Perlau in his uh, Sefer Mitzvahs says that perhaps the whole din of being mafish on chumatmei is only a din derabanan and which would really fit in with the Rambam. That the idea would be the mitzvah, on a mitzvah the Rabbanan, I will quote Rabbi Perlau, Hatam eina bracha la mishima mitzvah medivreha, de meachai de tiknu Rabbanan afrashat chala zu shel ur zeichel chala doraita. Since the Chachamim enacted the concept of being mafish chala shel ur, Apparently, challah that's going to be burned. Challah of Chumatmeya. Zeichel It's only Drabanan in order to remind us, to keep us aware of the basic mitzvah challah mitzvah So then he says, to unabracha kishai mitzvah to Because then it's like any other Drabanan. And you would make a regular bracha, but the bracha is, in this case, not in a mitzvah daraisa. But it'd be a mitzvah rabbanan. According to 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 this argument, even if you would have theoretically, according to the Rambam, not made a bracha when there's no possibility of nesina. For example, in the case of Kohanim. But in this particular case, perhaps you'd make a bracha because this is a mitzvah rabbanan and a mitzvah rabbanan you make a bracha. And then he adds, "Sharei miikara hachi tiknua." Originally, this was the Takana. This is what Chazal said, Lafisha Le'ur. The Chazal said, this is what you do with Shumat Me'ah. You're Mafish Shumat Me'ah, 
and chalatmeya, and you burn it. So that is the mitzvah of the Rabbanan, and therefore he adds mitzvahs the vayim. Since it's a mitzvah of the Rabbanan, by bracha you require bracha like any other mitzvah. Like the Rambam, like the Gemara says in in Shabbos in Sukkah, the Gemara says that we make a bracha on every mitzvah of the Rabbanan. So according to this, there might be a mitzvah of the Rabbanan being mafish chala, even chala tamaya, and therefore the. Uh, argument of the Ramban that this shows that there's a separate mitzvah from the Sina can be refuted and we can go back to the Rambam's opinion that there's really one long mitzvah. The mitzvah of Afrasha and the Sina. When the Sina is possible, then the mitzvah is not completed until the Nasina. We would not negate the fact that the Afrasha is part of the mitzvah. It's actually a Maisa mitzvah. When a person is Mafishchala, it, he, it fulfills the mitzvah of Hafrashah's Chala, but he did not complete the mitzvah of Hafrashah's Chala, which is only completed when he gives it to the Kohen. The interesting point is that Chala requires no Shi'ur. The Torah says, Meireshit Arisotichem. From the first of the, of the crop, you're supposed to give a Netina. You're supposed to give it. But we know in general that Netina does involve a Shiur. When you say you have to give Titain, when the Torah said give somebody something, there has to be a Shiur of Netina. The famous uh, idea, for example, uh, by Get, that we send Venasan Biyada. In that particular case, the ktos, the famous ktos, says v'nasan biyada means to put it into her hand, not to give it to her. The, the ktos thinks that a get does not have to have any value, because there the Torah said to put it. The word latet, matana, could be a gift, something that you're giving which is, has money value, or the word latet could be have monetary value, a gift of money. The ktos said in the case of get that it means to put and therefore, you don't have to give a get which has any monetary value. But in most cases, when the Torah said latet, the Torah meant to give something that has value. And therefore, the question could be asked, obviously, how could it be that a person can give any shayur and be fulfill the mitzvah with any amount and we say, for example, one grain is given, if one grain is given, that's enough to exempt the entire crop. But the Torah says, the Torah said, you have to give it. And how can you say you can give something when there's no shiur of Natina? The Tosas read in Kedushin asked this question. And he said, a very famous point of his. He says, yes, it's true. There's a mitzvah to give it to the Kohen. Avomiyu, afal pishe mitzvato bekach, im eino rotze lekayim mitzvah zu, v'taram chita achat mikol akri, yatsay midei tivlo, ela shelo kiye mitzvat netina. said, a person who decided, really, the, the, Tosas really thinks really a person should give a shiur netina, 
Lichatchila, the correct way would be to be mafish shiur netina, mafish enough that has a value of which we can say that you can fulfill the concept called netina. However, if a person did not do this, a person just gave chita achat, he just gave a minute amount which is sufficient to part of the kri, so the, the Tosas read that he fulfilled the mitzvah and therefore it's no longer tavel. The matir of truma, the matir of the tavel, is to give the truma, to give the schala. And once you do it, then chita achat potert takri. Then the entire crop is fulfilled by giving this chita, but you do not fulfill the mitzvah of netina adayin. Yet you have not fulfilled the mitzvah of netina, and a person who wants to fill this, fulfill the mitzvah should not give such a minute amount. This obviously would fit in very well with the Ramban. According to the Ramban, there are two separate mitzvahs. There's one mitzvah of hafrasha and one mitzvah of netina. So, the mitzvah of hafrasha could be done completely with chita achat. When the Torah said chita achat poter takri, the Torah meant that you have to separate one chita, which will fix the tvua, which will make it now out of tevel, and now it's permitted to eat. But the second mitzvah of netina, that mitzvah you don't fulfill. According to the Rambam, it would be a little bit more difficult to use this principle. One would have to say, according to the Rambam, you can give truma, which should be given to the Kohen, but in this particular case cannot be given to the Kohen, and yet you fulfill the mitzvah. Even though, according to the Rambam, it's one long mitzvah, somehow you can would have to differentiate and say that the mitzvah of Natina means that you did not fulfill the entire mitzvah here but yet you could eat the truma. Perhaps in such a case, a person could say a big chiddush, that according to the Rambam, you didn't fulfill the mitzvah at all. According to the Tosos read, the mitzvah of Tevel, maybe you, of, of, of Hafrasha, maybe you fulfilled, maybe he holds like the Ramban, that there is a mitzvah you fulfilled. According to the Rambam, you might say that a person did not fulfill the mitzvah at all. On the other hand, it's possible to say that even according to the Rambam, so I did not fulfill the mitzvah, but yet I was motzi midei tevel. Of course, the better approach would be to be mekayim the mitzvah, to fulfill this mitzvah the way mitzvahs should be done in a more correct and proper way, to give a proper shiur in order to give it to the kohen. In Bizman in the generation in which, unfortunately, we are not mafresh chala to fulfill the mitzvah daraisa, because, uh, for example, in Chutzarts, we the mitzvah chala we pass in this drabanan. Therefore, when we only burn the chala, then in particular, in, in such a case today, we probably pass in that lechatchila there is no nesina. So therefore, chita chad poteret lakri. This law would be a law today lechatchila. And not just, well, uh, you were Yotze, technically the mitzvah, but you didn't fulfill the mitzvah of Natina. You've been listening to the weekly mitzvah, Rabbi Yamin Tavori, for Pashat Shlach. And for today's Halacha Yomit. Uh, rather shortly, I'd like to take the opportunity the next day or two to sum up Hilchot Tfilah that apply after Shacharit, namely Mincha bin Ma'ariv. Tfilah Mincha. There are three tefillah today, Shacharit, Mincha, and Ma'ariv. 
The Gemara and Rachot gives two different explanations for why there are three tefillot. One is that the three tefillot are avot tiknum. Each tefillah was instituted by a different one of the avot, Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Avraham, Shacharit, Yitzchak, Mincha, Yaakov, Arvit. Or it's connected korbanot. There were two korbanot today, two tmidim, that's Shachit and Mincha. And Arvit is an additional tefillah, Kineged Srifat Ha'ivarim, the, uh, the parts of the animal that was brought as a sacrifice were placed on the Mizbech and burnt all night. The, the Korban was brought in the daytime. Let's say the second Tamid was brought in the afternoon, Tefillat Mincha. Uh, but it remained burning on the Mizbech all night. Tefillat Mincha, the time of Tefillat Mincha is the time of the sacrifice of the second Korban Tamid. Therefore, the time is from half an hour after Chatzot, after noon. Remember that all times, as we discussed in the beginning of Shacharit, all times in Halakha are Sha'ot Zmaniyot, the day is divided into 12 equal parts, and that's considered to be one hour. So one half hour after midday, begins the time of Tefillat Mincha. The extra half hour is a is a hachaka. It's an extra half hour. Basically, the Korban HaTamid of the afternoon can be brought from high noon. But because time uh, was judged in the Beit HaMikdash visually, so they had half an hour to make sure it would really be done on time. This engenders a machloket in the Foskim if somebody could be the Eved Dave Mincha immediately afternoon without waiting the extra half hour. Everyone agrees Zman Mincha is from half an hour afternoon, after midday exactly. There are different opinions as to whether or not Bidi Eved one would be Yotze if one daven then. Many people can say, no, even Bidi Eved, you're not Yotze. So therefore, Mincha is, so to speak, 12.30, assuming that noon is at 12 o'clock. Noon is not usually at 12 o'clock. Depends where you are within your within your time zone. Here in Eretz Yisrael, uh, noon is approximately 15 minutes before 12, or now on Daylight savings time, 15 to 20 minutes before before 1. So you have to add another half hour. And therefore, as an example, the earliest minion for Mincha in Alon Shvot, where I'm speaking now, is at 1.15 in the summertime. Zman Mincha is till Shkiat HaChama, till sunset. According to many poskim, it must be said before sunset, and not after. And therefore, one should make a great effort to say Mincha by sunset. Halachically, there were two different times for Mincha, which is called Mincha Gedola and Mincha Ketana. Mincha Gedola begins the time I just mentioned, half an hour after midday. The time that's called Mincha Ketana begins at nine and a half hours into the day. In other words, two and a half hours, Sha'ot Zmaniot, two and a half relative hours before sunset. And there's a Machloket in the Vishonim as to which is a better time to daven. The Raman prefers Mincha Ketana. You should, you should daven later in the day, not early afternoon, but late afternoon, two and a half hours bef- from two and a half hours before sunset. Well, the Rashi and Tosfot have the opposite opinion, that it's better to daven earlier because the time has come and therefore you should daven now. Allah Ha'ala because of the difference of opinion and because one has to daven whenever one can and it's the middle of the day and sometimes it's difficult, so it's not... It's not the Kubal, it's not accepted to make a big deal about it. If you have a minion, you daven it, the main thing is to daven in one of the two times. But there, there are different opinions as to which time would be a better time, a better time to daven. However, one should daven before, before Shkia. The Mishnah Bura, therefore Paskins, 
that if, as sometimes happens, one's in a minion and they called Mincha for five minutes before Shkia, and then people don't show up on time. So Mincha is about to begin one minute before Shkia. In other words, they're going to daven after Shkia. Mishdura Paschal says, it's better to daven be Yechidot and finish your Shmonesrei before Shkia than to wait for a minyan, to wait for a tzibur. If for some reason one has not done before Shkia, so it's accepted among most of the poskim that bid the event one can daven for a few minutes after Shkia, approximately 10 to 15 minutes after Shkia. It's not yet Tzeta Kochabim, it's not fully night, and one could daven Mincha bid the Eved. However, the proper time for Mincha is before Shkia. The reason is because the Korban HaTamid was, had to be brought before Shkia, since there's a halacha in Kachim, in Korbanot, in sacrifices, Shahadam Nisal Bishkiyat Achama. The common becomes Pasol if the Zvikat Adam, the, the throwing of the blood on the Mizbeach, was not accomplished by Shkiyat Achama. And therefore it makes sense that Mincha is parallel to the second Tamid, Tamid Shal Mincha, and therefore you have to follow, you have to follow the same rules. And that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow, Tuesday's Shiur of Harav Moshe Tarigin on the essentials of Avodat Hashem. Rav Tarigin is celebrating a Brit this week. Had a baby boy was born a week ago. We wish him Mazal Tov. Should be Beito Ubisha'ato. Should be in the proper time. And he should be Zochel Gadlo, the Torah, the Chupal, Masim Tovim. Despite the Simcha, or maybe because of the Simcha, he will give the Shir on time. It will be sent out tomorrow. And this has been KMTT. KMTT is the daily Torah podcast. Five times a week, half an hour a day. It's open to subscription by everybody, everywhere. Bezvat Hashem, the Shurim are delivered at night and are ready for you to listen to every single morning. Whether you're walking, jogging, taking a train, driving, or just sitting in front of a computer on your lunch hour. An opportunity to be Koveya Itim La Torah, to have regular Torah study. We invite everybody, those who are listening, obviously you're doing it already, but you have friends. And if I repeat the web address, to please give to your friends, acquaintances, co-workers, family, Strangers you meet in the street, give them the web address, www.kimitzion.org. That's www.kimitzion.org. They follow the instructions on the page, and they will have the shiurim delivered directly to their computers, and from there to their iPods and MP3 players, and MP3-enabled phones, and whatever other new devices that I haven't heard about yet, that enable one to get Torah anywhere, anytime, everywhere, directly from our yeshiva to the rest of the world. Wishing you a call to till tomorrow. Bebekat HaTorah Mitzion Umeyatzion Kol Tov Ulehishtameya We'll be hearing, you'll be hearing us. Hope to hear from you tomorrow and every day. Kol Tov.